We're gonna talk about the ABCs of it, right up to the XYZs of it, the hardships and sometimes the E's of it. Dot the I's and cross the T's of it. Welcome to Alphabet My Life with me, John Courtney, and my wife, Emma. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Alphabet My Life. I'm John. I'm Emma. And it's the letter H. We're on hotels today. Lots of hotels. We've we've been lucky. We've I mean we've, we've You've been lucky. I have stayed in more than you. I mean when I was doing the ships full time, I worked out I did 500 ships in about 18 years. So normally you stayed in a hotel at least once when you were joining a ship, sometimes when you were leaving a ship. Um so that's at least 500 hotels, but they were I'll be honest they were all they were okay but we've the ones we've paid for i mean our favorite hotel is claridge's isn't it yeah claridge's <clears throat> even saying that out loud makes us sound really posh our favorite hotel is claridge's no, of course that's it just is you that sounds posh oh um yeah it was brilliant i mean i was very pregnant with alfie at the time but um <clears throat> we yeah. should say the first time we stayed there it was paid for because i was doing a show wasn't i you were doing a show for some very rich people and <laughs> They put us up in Claridge's and we were just walking around. We're like, oh, my God. I got a I, I got a phone call from a, a, a very nice gay couple that uh, my mum and I had met, actually, on, on a very high end cruise line when I took my mum on there with me. And we every evening we'd have drinks with this this lovely couple just before dinner. Um, they're both in their 70s. Oh, tell them the story about the wine. Yes. Yeah, so they, <laughs> they invited us to dinner finally because we've been having these pre-dinner drinks with them and they were so lovely. Um and they invited us to. Uh, we invited them to dinner. They were, this was on. It was on Crystal Cruises. We can say that what line it was. It was Crystal Cruises. Um, very wealthy passengers. Uh, and uh, so on about the fifth or sixth day, I said to Mum, "We should invite them to dinner because they're so much fun and so lovely to hang out with." So we did, and they said, "Yes, we'd love to come to dinner with you." We 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 decided to book the um the uh, Italian restaurant, the the speciality dining Italian restaurant, and they said, "But we must insist on buying the wine." And I thought, well, we're on to a winner there because they'd already told us that they owned about 400 London properties and an acre of parkland. So they weren't short of a bubble or two. So I said, of course, yeah, we'll, and, yeah we'll, we'll pay the seven pounds a head gratuity for dinner in this restaurant and you can buy the wine. So uh, we walked into the restaurant and the head sommelier immediately greeted our two friends and us by default, took us to our table and um, said, would you like your usual? And the, one of our one of our friends said, uh, "No, I think we'll have something special this evening." And he got the wine list, and I was desperately trying to see what he was ordering, but I didn't clock it. And they brought the wine over, and I didn't recognise it. I'm not a big wine connoisseur, um, but they decanted it, so I know that's that's at least a three hundred dollar bottle of wine. They're not going to decanter a bottle of wine that's less than that, really, on this cruise line. So they decanted it, and they bought a bottle of very nice white as well. And my mum and I, well, my mum more than me, she she quaffed it quite quickly. The, the white went quite fast and there was only the four of us at this table. So I tried to discreetly say to mum, you know, slow down on the wine because I think they're quite expensive. And I said, it's a nice wine, isn't it, mum? Yes, it's lovely as she downed her third glass. And then we started on the red and then they, they ordered another two bottles of wine. So between the four of us, we got through a lot of wine and I really wanted to find out what wine it was and, you know, what price it was basically to see what we'd been drinking. And I did clock the bill. Um, as they paid the wine bill, and it was fifteen hundred dollars for four bottles of wine. Um, so you know, I don't know which what was what, but they were all you know three, four, five hundred dollar bottles of wine. And I told Mum when we were leaving that I'd seen this bill for fifteen hundred. She said no. I said, Mum, I tried to tell you during dinner, you were quaffing it like it was Lambrini. <laughs> but it was very nice. We had a lovely dinner, and we stayed in touch with the, these two guys. 
and they got in touch with me a, a couple of years later and said, would you be available to perform at our wedding anniversary? We'll have been married or we'll have been together for 40 years and married for um, a, a few years. I said, I'd absolutely love to. Uh, where's the event? And they said, well, it's just, it's, it's a small event for some of our close family and friends at Claridge's Hotel. If you're not familiar with Claridge's, it is one of the world's leading hotels. I mean, I don't, I don't, I haven't actually Googled anything for this podcast, so I don't know the statistics of Claridge's. But I, uh, the first time we went there, Emma and me had both been on some really high-end ships, and we? we'd done Seabourn and Crystal. But then we get to Claridge's, it's like another level, isn't it? Mm. Right, that's enough. Swallow. There you go. That's what <laughs> that's what she has to say. Mm. <laughs> um, it was it was just uh, so I'd been booked to do this gig, and it was they'd taken over Claridge's ballroom, basically two hundred of their closest family and friends, and they said, "Don't worry, we'll put you up." So they booked us a room, and when we, as soon as we arrived, the concierge came over. Mister Courtney, I don't know, I wasn't famous. I'm not famous now, but I wasn't famous at that point. I said, uh, "Yes." Um, he said, "We have you in such and such a room, but I think we can do better than that." And he upgraded us to the Mayflower. I've never forgotten it. The Mayflower. That's because I was heavily pregnant. They saw she me. obviously saw that you were not going to enjoy yourself. So <laughs> <laughs> there's no way you were going to empty the minibar. Um, so they, they put us in the Mayflower suite, which I think at the time was 1500 or 1300 £1,300 a night for the Mayflower suite. It's where Ava Gardner used to stay when she went to Claridge's. And uh, it was so much fun. I had a bath, didn't I? In Ava Gardner's bath. But a lot of the hotel is still Art Deco, which is amazing. They haven't changed some of the Art Deco. Yeah, it's Deco. really oldie worldy, isn't it? But it is. I mean, it's just, just knowing that you're at Claridge's and the lift with the seat. The seat and the man that controls the lift. It's, yeah. the, it's, the, it's the last... What was the, What did you tell us about that? It's, it's the oldest manned lift in the world. With a seat? Yeah, no, it's not the oldest. Lots of lifts have got seats. Have they? Yeah, but it's it's the oldest manned... Oh, I thought it was because it had a chair, a seat in it. No. Like a sofa. <laughs> wow. No, I think it's the oldest manned lift where the man pushes the button for you and opens the grill, opens the gate in a, in his in his little uniform with his top hat. It was, it was really cute. Yeah, we were having a laugh with him, weren't we? Yeah. He's like trying to hold his... Well, he'd been doing it for like 30 years or something. He'd, yeah. he'd, he'd, yeah, ma- imagine that. Man. We got a picture with him. He'd had a job standing in a lift in this little six foot by <clears> four foot box for 30 odd years. But he'd met everybody, hadn't he? Just, I mean, we didn't have to... We were only on the second floor. I, I wish we were higher up so we could have chatted for longer. Um, I would tell you another hotel that was really cool, very funky was um, the hotel in New York when we went to get engaged before kids. Yeah, that was an Ian Schrager hotel. I remember I that. Um, I forgot what it was called. Paramount. It's called the Paramount. Was it? Yeah, an Ian Schrager design hotel. Yeah, it was very cool, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really cool. And then um, my brother flew over from um, wherever he was because he lives in America. And we just visited some friends who had a clothing line and they were selling stuff. Anyway, they give us a load of freebies. Ocean like, Pacific. Ocean Pacific, yeah, clothes. Yeah. And it was like bin liners full of clothes. And we just emptied these bin liners on the floor and he slept on those. He slept on all these. We just like in snuck this really him in. Po- yeah, we snuck him in. Really posh hotel and he slept on a bin bag of clothes. Yeah, yeah. on the floor. Yeah, yeah proper funny. class. He doesn't yeah. care. He doesn't care. Um, anyway, yeah, back to Claridge's. So I had a bath. Do you remember this? when we And the buttons. So they a lot of the a lot of the rooms remain. I mean, they've obviously been updated, but if they've tried to retain some of the um, the history of the hotel, so I said, well, I'm going to take a bath in the same bath that Ava Gardner had a bath. Ava Gardner, if you're not familiar, was Frank Sinatra's one true love, 
and considered the most beautiful woman in the world at the time. She broke Frank Sinatra's heart. So I'm in this bath that Eva Gardner was in. Not the same time. That would have been weird. And there was a brass plaque on the wall and it had four buttons on it. And it said maid, valet, butler and something else. I can't remember. And I thought they just left this in as a little design nod. You know, it was there obviously from the 1920s. So I pushed one of the buttons and no noise or anything. And then five minutes later, you called me from the lounge because we had a lounge Somebody as well. Somebody in the door. <laughs> we had a bedroom, a lounge, a, a, an entrance hall. It was proper, proper posh. She said, there's somebody at the door. I went, okay. And then she said, he said he's our valet. What would we like? I went, oh, crap. I pushed the valet button and it still worked. And I've never had a valet before. I said, ask him to iron my shirt. So he, he took my shirt away that I was wearing for the show that night. And he brought it back 10 minutes later, pristinely ironed and starched. And that was the only bill we had from that state. It was £15 for our valet to iron my shirt. It was the only bill we had from that from that stay. <laughs> And that um, was accidental. You um, could that, have ironed it yourself. I could have ironed it myself for free. There was nine in the room and everything. <laughs> I just panicked. What, what, what do you ask a valet to do? I don't know. Iron my shirt. Go and cut my toenails. <laughs> <laughs> but you get butlers on the podcast. Like Seaborn now, have all the rooms have butlers. And I, I don't know what to do. I mean, I know they bottle, but I don't know what you actually... <laughs> Is that a word? I don't know. It's made up. Um <laughs> <laughs> they serve. They're not. They don't bottle. A, a bottle of bottles. Sure. But we stayed in Claridge's another time, didn't we? We paid for it that time. Yeah. Yeah, we paid for it that time. Thank God After we did. After you won, and we thought, right, oh. why not? Was it the NTAs or was it the other? The NRTAs. Yeah, yeah. We thought it was the NTAs. No, we didn't. We we thought it was a bit more. No, more I, when when I first got my manager called me and yeah, said, yeah, you did. My manager called me and said, we've got the dates for the end. We were waiting for the National Television Awards because Britain's Got Talent always gets invited to go along. And it's a big deal, big red carpet. And I was quite looking forward to it. And my manager called me and said, this is the date for the N- for the NTAs. And I was due to be working. I think I was on tour. I was doing a show at the time on that date. And I said, no, we've got to get out of it. Oh, Butlins. I was doing a Butlins date. Um, so my manager managed to get me out of this Butlins date um, and keep everybody sweet. And I said, right, we're going to do this proper. We're going to book a nice hotel in London and we're going to, you know, do a nice posh car and everything. So I said, let's do Claridge's. Sod it. You know, how often are we going to... It was our first red carpet event. How often are we going to do a red carpet So event? after you'd cancelled your gig, booked a hotel, we realised when we got the email through that it was the NRTAs. The National Reality, Reality Television, Awards. Television Awards. Oh, my God. So that was absolute just... It was just full of weirdos, just... <laughs> Oh, it was. Oh it was a very God. strange experience. Yeah, it was shit, basically. It wasn't but, helped um, by your your um your safety pin bursting on your dress just as you got out the taxi. No, your, my safety your pin didn't burst. The safety pin? Oh no, the dress snapped and then we had to put yeah, the safety pin on. Yeah, thank it. you. Yeah, Emma's boob fell out in the taxi just yeah. as we got out to what we were thinking was going to be a wall of paparazzi. Luckily, it wasn't because the NRTAs are not the NTAs, and it was a little. Anyway, whatever. We stayed at Claridge's. <laughs> we did. And thank God, because the rest of the night was a real yeah, washout. And we, we left early just to get back to the hotel because that was much better than the actual um, awards. Which you won. You won an award at. Yeah, I thought they just gave me that because they found out I was going to be there. <laughs> they asked me if I'd present an award. And I said, yeah, well, I'm there now. What the hell? So um, we were getting quite drunk on the awful white wine that was on the tables. And then... Um, yeah, I, I went back. I was presenting the first award and I went backstage to present and on the table were all the awards that were being given out in the evening. And right at the front was one with a performance of the year. It's up there. So it's behind, it's behind that cupboard door. <laughs> it's not even out. It's hidden behind a cupboard door. Um, yeah, performer of the year, John Courtney. So I knew I'd won. 
but I was the last one of the night, which means we had to sit, sit there. <laughs> we'd oh, have left. No. We'd have left earlier if I hadn't won anything. Um, yeah, then we went back to Claridge's, but we had to pay for that one. I think it was about nine hundred pounds we paid for one night. I yeah. paid at the time. I was like, yeah, we're just going to do it. We're just going to treat ourselves. I remember we nicked well, the. Well, we didn't nick. Well, we did. We the, took it. We took it with us as a souvenir. It was the Claridge's hand sanitizer because it was all COVIDy, wasn't it? I think I opened the cupboard the other day and we've got Claridge's honey, Claridge's jam, Claridge's <laughs> napkins. There's yeah, all kinds because of- we went down to breakfast. We, we went back went down to breakfast and we just we just took everything we could that had the word claridges on it <laughs> but that's what you do you stay at a hotel what I you mean, do but now it's just all in a cupboard upstairs so everybody nicks from hotels I mean toiletries you're not meant to take the ashtrays a lot of them guard against a lot of posh hotels now have signs in them when you get into the room and it says um, the robe and the slippers and the are available for you useful in the hotel if you'd like to keep them like, and you can purchase them in our gift shop. Yeah, and this is the price. So they're basically telling you that they're going to charge you $50 for the slippers if you take them. and Because so many people pinch them. There is a statistic uh, that I haven't got in front of me, but one of the ships was telling me, which is like a hotel, floating hotel, on Seabourn. The, when they used to have caviar, I think they still do caviar on demand on Seabourn. So Seabourn is like a cruise ship, but it's very small. It's more like a large yacht. Um, and it doesn't hold as many people. You know, it's not like a massive cruise ship. Five, like the a, new ones are five hundred people, five hundred passengers. And it's it's mainly adults that go on there. You know, it's just it's very classy. You know, it's it's caviar every night, and it's whatever yeah. you want. You can yeah, it's, they they and you pay for it. It's expensive, and uh, yeah. So they used to give out mother of pearl spoons because you're not meant to eat caviar with metal spoons because it taints the caviar apparently. So they used to give out mother of pearl spoons, and these really wealthy passengers were nicking. The mother of pearl spoons and they told i can't remember the number they said but it was it was in it was in the thousands that yeah. they that they lost every year yeah thousands of mother just of let pearl them spoons. do it they knew it was happening they, they knew it was happening they could, yeah because they paid so much money so they had to replenish all these so they started getting fake mother because they were a real mother of pearl for a while then they started replacing them but yeah we were going to talk about the bath menus weren't we on seaborn because you and i did seaborn before we had kids that was lovely yeah you know it's posh when there's a doorbell at your cabin door not you don't knock you, you press the doorbell yeah so they can hear you in the Bing back room bong. And then we walked, that was, that was one of our, our first posh ships together, wasn't it? Yeah. We sat in the jacuzzi going underneath London Bridge. I think I was pregnant with Nathan. Were you? Yeah. You were pregnant when we got yeah. these posh places. Yeah. Were you not drinking then? No, you were drinking because you had champagne. You weren't pregnant the first time we went because you were drinking champagne. When you, I'm going to tell everybody the caviar story. You, you always like to tell oh, I love this story. It's so... Well, I it d- didn't taste right. So Emma had never. Oh, hang on a minute! <clears throat> Stop going off on one. You were talking about the bath. The menu. bath menu. You no, to- not the bath menu. The, the bath, bath menu. Whatever. Bath, bath, tomato, tomato. Tell me about the bath menu. Well, there was a bath menu. There you go. <laughs> That's <laughs> that story. She's so good <laughs> you, at telling said, anecdotes. No, we got into like- the cabin and we we're like, "Ooh, ooh, this is nice. Oh, it's very nice." And then you, you went into the bathroom and there was like a little menu, and I was like, "Oh my god." There's a menu, and, and not just the menu for the bath, but you actually call down and somebody comes up and runs the bath for you. I think puts... you'll find it's called drawing a bath. Oh, piss off. That's what they do. It's what, it's what the term is. They run a bath. Would you like me to draw your bath for you, sir? Jesus. Do you not watch Downton Abbey? It's run a bath, not draw a bath. No, they draw a bath. And your butler comes in and does it for you. And you select, you can have an invigorating or a relaxing or an exciting or a ball burning or a... a ball burning. Whatever. What is, whatever. <laughs> That's what you have every night, a ball burning. Whatever sort of bath you want. And they come and run it for you and put the oils and the and the stuff in for you. Very strange. And there's a pillow menu. We're still looking for our perfect pillows. We haven't found our perfect pillows yet. Well, you 
you slept at somebody's house and you said the pillows were amazing and they wrote it down and you still haven't been to get them. No, they, well, I lost the paper. It was Bill Kenwright's house. The you said it was John and... Lewis. There was two that were John he... Lewis pillows and yeah. there was the White Company. Yes, that's all they told me. And I've since been to John Lewis and I've laid on every single one of their pillows and I can't remember. I mean, it was just a really good night's sleep on perfect pillows. I said, where'd you get your pillows from? And Bill's wife, Jenny, you just said... just pillows. They're, they're, yeah, right, because that's what you do when you stay at Bill Kenwright's Marina house. did. We stayed in a hotel in Florida and the pillows were amazing. You sunk into them, but they didn't go flat. You know, I hate it when pillows... Are, you like see, feather ones do that. They just oh, sink you, into you nothing. Oh, you sink and you go... Shh, and then that was it. <laughs> With you, that noise. It's like the first bit when you lie on it, you're like, ah, oh, then it just goes... And you, it's flat. That's just, feather, feather pillows, yeah. It's so annoying. But I, there was a pillow and they were in a Florida hotel... And they were amazing. And they were that amazing that my sister, Ro, she actually took one home with her. And she has it on her bed right now. Is this the Florida hotel on the holiday that I paid for? That I yeah, probably yeah, got yeah. fined for her stealing the pillow? I we didn't even get checked. fined. I bet we did. No, we didn't. I bet when they realised there was a pillow missing, they no. put it on our bill. I'm going to tell the caviar story quickly. So Emma had never had caviar before, and I'd, I'd never paid. I will not pay for caviar. It's really, I like it, but it's so stupidly expensive that I, I'll, ne- I'll never pay for it. Even if I was a multi-millionaire, I wouldn't be buying caviar. It's ridiculous. Um, but anyway, on Seaborn, they bring it around every night before dinner, and they and they just serve you. They just serve you caviar, and you have it with your champagne before dinner every single night. So this is Emma's first time on a posh ship. She's never had caviar, and we're sat at the bar. We've befriended the uh, the, the head bartender. He was called Dan. Um, and How do you remember that? I don't know. It just came to me. It was really weird. Uh, and I'd sit at the bar chatting to Dan and would go and get our seats at a table somewhere. And then the guy would come around with the caviar. And then sort of said to me, I, I don't know if I like caviar. I said, well, now's the time to try it when it's free. Just taste it and see if you like it. So you tasted some with the... You used to put everything with it, didn't you? Because they come around... Yeah, you have, a little you have, bit of sour cream. You have sour cream, chopped egg, egg white, chopped onions. egg yolk and onions. Yeah. And you're meant to have a little sort of piece of it. And Em said, yeah, give me all of it. And she'd make like a caviar casserole on her plate <laughs> with all the mixtures and the cat. So you couldn't even taste the caviar. It's like you with coffee. She thinks she's a coffee snob, but she has two and a half sugars. So it completely negates the two point. Two and of... a bit, actually. So she mixes everything with the caviar and decides that she likes it. So I said, well, you know, don't get don't get a taste for it because we ain't having it at home. But you can have it here as much as you like. Cause but we do have it at night. home. We have fake caviar have from fake... Ikea. Ikea caviar is great yeah, for putting really on sushi good. and stuff. I mean, it doesn't taste anything like beluga caviar, but it's, it's you know, for £2.50 a pot, you can't go wrong as opposed to 250 <laughs> So on the third night, we get into the same bar, same bartender. And we've got this habit now. He pours us the champagne. Em goes and gets our table. And I see the guy walk in with the caviar, make a beeline for Emma. We were in our early 30s. Were you in your late 20s? Yeah, everyone was very much older than me. And in their Chanel and their Gucci and their bloody Versace ball gowns. And I'm there in my TK Maxx number. In fact, I had a dress on that actual evening. I had this, this lovely dress on, but I'd got it at a charity shop. It was like 20 quid, which was quite expensive for a charity shop. <laughs> and you enjoyed me. You told everybody, didn't you? Yeah, and he's going, shh, stop telling people it was 20 quid from a charity shop. I'm like, you can't take the girl. You can take the girl out of Manchester, but... You can't take Manchester out of the girl. Exactly. Yeah. This is the third day. The guy walks over the caviar. I'm chatting to Dan. And the next thing I see is the guy leaving with the caviar and Emma's plate in his other hand with the caviar on it and the and the little crude, the little things that you put the... What are they called? The little round wafer mixers. things. No, the little round wafers. <laughs> caviar mixers. 
So I look around at Em and she's now sat there looking nonplussed, whatever that looks like. In my charity shop dress. And I said, I said, Baze, what's going on? And you said, I sent it back. It wasn't right. I said, you, you did what? She said, the caviar didn't taste right. It was too salty. I said, yeah, but every every tin of caviar is, might be slightly different. I said, no, it didn't taste right. So I said, you've just sent back over $50 worth of caviar, that little portion that he gave you. Well, I'm not eating it if it doesn't taste right. True story. And we, we hadn't been dating for that long at this point. We've been together for maybe a year or so. It gave me a glimpse into who I was who I was with. I think you found it was a couple of years. Yeah, well, it was sometime around there. But yeah, on her third taste of caviar, she sent it back because it didn't taste right. That's who I am married to, ladies and gentlemen. And I love her so much because she's glaring at me right now. I was going to mention the, the other hotel, the other posh ship we did where you lost your tennis bracelet. Oh, yeah. That was a my good tes- story. My Tesco yeah. bracelet. This, I mean, they, we're talking 24, well, no, not 24 years ago because Nathan was, Nathan was born, wasn't he? So, yeah, probably <clears throat> 15, 16 years ago. And I was taking Emma on Crystal for the first time. Very posh cruise line, another posh one I was working on. And I wanted to have some bling, but we didn't have any money. So I went to Tesco and I bought her a diamond Tennis bracelet. It wasn't diamonds. Of course it wasn't. It was from Tesco. It was like 30 quid. It wasn't even cubic zirconia. It was It was badly cut glass. <laughs> it looked good though. <clears throat> it looked all right. In my TK Maxx bowl. And the thing is, this is all about perceived value because when you're on a really posh ship on a posh formal night and you're wearing a posh gown that looks posh and you're wearing a bit of bling, people are just going to assume that it's that it's real because and they did because of the environment so at one point in the night the clasp which was as cheap as you get on a 30 quid <laughs> tennis bracelet broke and emma's bracelet fell off and we get back to the room and emma says oh my god i've lost my diamond tennis bracelet which we both giggled at i said well i'm sure if it's fallen off somebody will have handed it in she went well not if they think it's diamonds i said babes as soon as somebody picks that up they're gonna think you could want to have a christmas cracker anyway we went down to reception the next day and we says anybody handed in this bracelet and they very ceremoniously bought out this brown envelope. And on the front of the brown envelope, it was written diamond bracelet. And out of it, they very carefully pulled out this 30 quid Tesco <laughs> cut glass. <laughs> Which actually, <clears throat> that story segues nicely into one of the first things I bought with the winnings. Because I bought my mum a stair lift. And then I had a Specsavers appointment just after I'd won BGT and you win a bunch of money. And uh, I came out of Specsavers and between Specsavers and my car was a very old jewellers in the town where I was. One of the oldest jewellers in that town. And I walked in and I just, on the spur of the moment, bought you a diamond tennis bracelet, didn't I? It was one of the you first did, things I yeah. bought. And I came back. I was and he so... gave it me on Christmas morning and he said, it, it, it's better than the Tesco one. We've talked a lot about nice hotels. We haven't really focused on any of the dodgy ones. Lots of dodgy ones too. That we've stayed in. We have, yeah, there have been some, I've stayed in a few on my own and normally I'll suck it up if I'm on my own. If I'm, you know, if I'm traveling for work and they put me up in, I remember having one in Dakar in Senegal, which is one of the places I'd, I'd been there twice and then I put it on my no fly zone. My agent, I just sent him a message and said, I will not fly into or out of this place. And we got held up. Um, by people with machine guns at the port gates once in, in Dakar in Senegal. Uh, anyway, they put me in a hotel there and uh, I actually did stay there, but there were cockroaches. I mean, it was it was about as bad as you can what, get. What, in the hotel? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, it was really late. By the time I got to the hotel, it was... Two... Alfie would have loved that. <laughs> yeah. It was like two o'clock in the morning and I couldn't be asked to move. But if you'd have been with me, obviously, you know, 
I wouldn't have stood for it. I'd have been the man of the relationship and marched down to reception and complained. But we have we have stayed in a couple of dodgy ones. We stayed in one in London, didn't we? Yeah, that was a brilliant hotel in London. <laughs> was it brilliant? It was literally a room. Which a lot of them are in London, to be fair. Yeah. You've it got... was a room with a really scrubby carpet. And in the corner was like this curtain. I mean, what's this? And I pulled the curtain and the shower was there. You literally, at the end of the bed, and you, you, you get out of bed and you walk two steps and you're in the shower. Really weird. And if you didn't close the curtain, the shower was spraying on the bed. <laughs> but they called it an ensuite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember staying in a handicap room when I was doing the cruises. They booked me in a, I don't know why they booked me in a handicap room, but it was. Uh, I think I remember you telling me about this. I sent you the video. It was insane. It was huge, wasn't it? Yep. It was in Italy. And they <laughs> said, uh, it's an accessible room. I said, oh, it's fine. Obviously, I don't need it, but it's Okay. And you walked in and there was on the ground floor, obviously, and there was a handle by the front door and an extra wide door to, to get your wheelchair in. I was like, that's brilliant. And you go in and there was like a lounge area. I said, it's a really big room. And off the lounge area was a wet room. And again, there was no no step between the wet room and the lounge and you could wheel your wheelchair straight into the wet room. Did you take your wheelchair with you? No. Um, and there was a shower and a toilet and it was all, and there was a bar next to the toilet that obviously helped you if you were, you know, wheelchair. Everything. Oh, I thought you meant a bar like as in a minibar. Not, no, a bar for you to, like a fold down bar for you to use. Um, everything had been thought Everything had been thought of and I was so impressed. And then I walked through the lounge and on the other side of the lounge was the staircase to the bedroom. You're joking, man. <laughs> no, I, I've still got the video on my phone. And I, 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 it took me ages. I said to the guy, I said, is, is that the bedroom? He said, yes. Is that okay? I went, yes, fine for me. I said, is there, there wasn't, it wasn't even a sofa bed. There wasn't even a sofa bed in the lounge. There was a lounge and all wheelchair accessible and the bedroom was upstairs and the only access was up a proper flight. Did you say something to them? I was just laughing. I mean, they're English, this was a really, um, it was somewhere like near Portofino, I think in Italy. It was um, a bit off the beaten path. Um, it was just brilliant and I videoed it and at the time I put it on social media, I said, I'm in a wheelchair accessible room. Everything's been thought of, wet room, metal bars everywhere to help you and and then a wooden staircase to the bedroom it was brilliant there was the hotel where the glass we walked into the bathroom and there was a, a wall oh, of, that was so cool a wall of glass between the bathroom and the bedroom and so when you were sat on the toilet you could look at the person sat on the bed and whichever one of us walked in there first and went oh my god i mean we are pretty close and we've got a pretty good relationship. I don't want to watch him sat on the toilet. Neither though. of us want to watch the other person sat on the toilet. Um, it's just not... A, I know some couples do. It's a thing. I've got friends that quite happily we and... Well, I'll have a wee in front of each other. That's not a problem. But mm. there's no way we're going to poo in front of each other. That's just... No, that's no. just no, some things... You go through a little regime when you do your poo. Regime? Is that a cross between a regime and a routine? Yeah, yeah, a, a yeah, regime. Yeah. yeah, I've only had half a glass of wine. <laughs> I go through a regime. Yeah, we're not going to talk about my toilet habits. Okay. So we walked to the bathroom. I said, this is disgusting. I said, there's no way I can have a poo in here with you staring at me. And there was a little button next to the glass wall. And you push the button and the whole glass wall turned opaque. Just went Foof, and became like solid fog. I think I... It's really Do cool. we have the kids? We had Alfie with us because he kept switching it. Did we? Yeah. Because he thought it was absolutely amazing. I thought, I thought it was amazing. It was brilliant. And then he put the switch back again and it cleared just like that. I did get a few statistics because I do like, we do like this sort of, we like this sort of stuff. The oldest hotel in the world. 
more than 1,300 years ago. It opened in 705. Was it the stable in Bethlehem? See, <laughs> that would have been more than 1,000. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's called the Nishiyama Onsen Keyunkun. 705, it's more than, th- that's, that's an old hotel. I hope they've, I hope they've done a few upgrades since it opened. Um, the highest hotel in the world is the Rosewood, it's all in Japan, or was this in Japan? The Rosewood Gun, Gun, I can't pronounce this, Gunzao. 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 Um, the largest hotel. Okay, how many rooms do you think are in the largest rooms, the world's largest hotel? How many rooms do you think it has? The world's largest hotel. The world's largest hotel. I'll give you a clue. It's in Malaysia. Resorts World Genting, Pahang, Malaysia. How many rooms do you reckon are in the world's? 5,000. No. 7,351. Well, I was nearly there. You weren't bad, yeah. The smallest hotel in the world. Let's go with this one. Two rooms. Well, probably just one room. It can only accommodate two guests at a single time. What's the point of that? What's the point? That's somebody's house, that. It's just an Airbnb, that, isn't it? Well, this is before Airbnb. It's in Germany. It's called the Air Hausel Hotel in Hamburg, Germany. And it's 570 square feet. That's not much bigger than this room. It can only accommodate two. That's the whole hotel. The most expensive hotel room to stay in in the world is in Las Vegas, obviously. This is what I'm going to book us for my 60th. We were going to do it on my 40th. Then we were going to do it on my 50th with me and a couple of mates. You're going to be there on your 80th. Now we're going to do it on my 60th. It's $100,000 per night. For one night Why? in what a hotel room. What do you get room. for that? You better get a fucking butler. The Empathy Suite Sky Villa. It was designed by Damien Hurst. It's on two floors. It includes a chauffeured car service and $10,000 in credit to spend in the casino downstairs. But there's a two-night minimum. So you've got to spend 200000 You can't stay for one night. But you get a 10000 credit. That's my, that reminds me, my mate Andy. Hi, Andy, if you're listening. Um, one of my best friends. He was my he was my sound and uh, AV guy for my tour in 2021. Uh, he was also your best man. He was my best man at my wedding too, yeah. But it was more important he was on my tour. Um, he made me piss myself laughing. For his honeymoon, he spent, I think, three days at the Burj, Burj Arab, is it? In Burj, uh, what's it called? The, Bur- the big hotel in Dubai, the famous one. The Bur- Burj Alif. Burj- Why are you looking at me? I don't know. Anyway, um, he was telling me all about it and it's it's very expensive. And he stayed there for a few days in his honeymoon. And I said, bloody hell, Andy, that's so expensive. He went, yeah, it was amazing. He said, the service was great and the concierge and they show you to your room and you walk into your hotel room and it's so good and the bed's so comfortable. And you won't believe this, but you walk into the bathroom and there's a Gillette Mac 3 razor completely free. I went, Andy, you, you paid about $3,000 to stay trust me I would have been like that as well that Gillette Mac 3 wasn't free <laughs> it's really funny the Sheraton and Tahiti do you remember that remember how expensive that was we got mm. off a cruise ship in Tahiti and we booked to stay for a few days when Nathan was very young and the, I, so I splashed out I remember um, the dining area was all open plan all open all out oh it was just flies everywhere yeah flies on all the food yeah yeah, yeah they can't get rid of the flies no matter how much you pay Anyway, this has been Hotels. <laughs> Shut up. The eighth episode of Alphabet My Life. We will be back next week, hopefully. Um, although you're going away for a week with Alfie. Five days, actually. Five days. I'm going away to do 
some shows for a week. So I don't know how we're going to have time to do the next episode, but we'll try and do it. Whenever we do it, it will be the letter I. And I think at the moment I've got that written down as interesting facts. Oh, that's going to go on and on and on. We love these. I mean, we do a few on the podcast, but we've got, you know, do you know why four poster beds exist? Do you know why we shake hands when we say hello? Do you know why all staircases in castles go anti-clockwise? All stuff like this, we will answer in the next podcast if you want to join us. Um, But thanks for being here this week. Uh, Please leave a review, leave a comment, leave a rating. It does help us. Thanks for listening. This has been Alphabet My Life with John. And Emma. And we'll speak to you next week. Lots of love. I need more wine. (laughs) This has been an episode of Alphabet My Life with John Courtney and Emma Young. Don't forget to subscribe and please leave a review. Thanks for listening.